it's Mama in Ghana here on Plus Radio Kumasi, your ultimate radio experience. So, good evening once again. You're welcome to Mama in Ghana here on Plus Radio Kumasi. Today, we're talking about the perennial flooding in Accra as we've already entered the rainy seasons. We are also talking about the Achimota Forest Saga, and then we're also talking about the rise in cost of living and matters arising. So, at the appropriate time, we'll go onto the phone lines to speak to Mr. Hamza Mohammed Sharif, who is a social activist and a social commentator as well, for him to share with us what he thinks. And then from there, we before we go onto the phone lines, we would do the usual online portal review segment. The Madiba segment it's been about two, three weeks that we haven't had that, and this week today we are going to have it, a special edition of the madiba segment then um, after that we go on to the conversations and it's a wet evening here in kumase atonsu to be precise and everything is set we are back again in service to god and country this is mama in ghana on plus radio kumase So um, we quickly go on to the online portal review segment. We go on to the online portal review segment, and notably, we'll start with Ghana Web, onla- GhanaWeb.com, MyJoyOnline.com, PeaceFMOnline.com, WuntumeOnline.com, ThreeNewsOnline.com, and uh, some of the topics on the table. Um, to talk about as uh, in recent weeks, last week, um, uh, due to some circumstances, Mema in Ghana couldn't come your way. But um, we had the regional elections of the ruling New Patriotic Party and some of their names. Uh, I think about 10 or 12 of the regional executives, current executives were elected or were elected. I beg your pardon. pardon and so they are continuing or they will be retained and then there were some few shocks others won by six vote margin and others won by a landslide victory some of the names and uh, in this our home region we have um, um, chairman bernard and Chibuesiakon, affectionately called or popularly known as chairman Wuntumi, uh, retaining his seat in the Bono region kwame bafwa also retained his seat and then some of the names people also retain their seats. So interesting times ahead, election 2024. Very soon, I think in July, they will have the uh, national elections. I'm talking of the ruling new patriotic party. So we see how the turn of um, events unfold. And then uh, at the appropriate time, we will know what to do and how to go about it. And so, like I said, this evening we are talking about um, the Achimota Forest Saga. With this issue, I think I have my own reservations. And we can also talk about the perennial flooding in Accra or in Ghana. And then also the security issues. I think people are seeing that the terrorists are in town and blah, blah, blah. With that, we leave that to time and um chance or nature to talk about it so with the online portal review segment but before then once again my name is madiba and i'm here with mr benjamin sapong and then Ms. thesi gambra is also giving us the monumental support and so on myjoyonline.com we have 
Um, this issue is quite, I read it and I was so sad as the judge was pronouncing the judgment. He says, may God have mercy on your soul as I sentence you to death. This is from a judge to spiritualist who killed wife, daughter to pacify idols. Wow. May God have mercy on you as I sentence you to death. We will look into that and see how this boss is here. So maybe he will share his take if he uh, perchance has read uh, what the story is or what went into that. And then NDC's Della Kofi declared wanted by special prosecutor for corruption forgery of documents. I'm sure this special prosecutor, um, Mr. Kisi Ajabain, is ready for business as he has already frozen the assets of the immediate past, um, um, immediate past. CEO of the Forestry Commission of Ghana, the late Kwajo Ousu Afriye, popularly known as Sir John Mehisou, and the souls of the faithful departed find eternal rest. And then on still on myjoonline.com, God doesn't need any cathedral at this moment. This is coming from the former MC of Ejeso, Afrifa Yamuaponko. He says that he says that God doesn't need any cathedral at this moment we don't know when god will need a cathedral or if god really needs a cathedral and then your appointment to hamza tanko to hatch board without basis reverse it this is coming from presidency to shake ic Kwe. and then police secure injunction against june for demonstration by hashtag fix the country movement police secure injunction against hashtag fix the country movement and then man arrested for attempting to sacrifice his daughter for money man arrested for attempting to sacrifice his daughter for money so all these and more on myjoyonline.com all these and more on myjoyonline.com all all these and more on myjoyonline.com um okay so um i read a story and may god have mercy on your soul as i sentence you to death judge to spiritualist who killed wife daughter to pacify idols it's quite a huge thing it happened in ghana please this happened in ghana and um the the culprit or the suspect was found guilty unanimously by a seven-member jury that sat on the case it happened in i think the upper east region and it is only by a presidential pardon that he can be out of jail that is according to the judgment or the ruling by justice charles aj wilson and I think one more thing the guy is 35 years of age 35 years of age it's such such such, such um, a bad thing or a sad and we don't know to just to pacify idols somebody also using his daughter you come all the way from abroad to use your daughter for sacrifice and so we also have um um 17 year old shs student killed by lightning buried and this thing took some turns and took some um twists they had to go to nogopo in the volta region to do some rituals and a whole lot of things oh so well uh, oh, many stories on my joy online.com many stories many 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 stories on my joy online.com and on um three news oh, today i think we have to go to the presidency.org to see what's going on over the presidency.org the official website of the government of the president the presidency or the government of the republic of ghana the official official website of um the government of the republic of ghana presidency dot org presidency dot org and we have interesting stories over there uh, interesting stories await us over there on presidency dot org presidency dot org we have interesting stories over there
So on presidency.com, on presidency.com, invest list on local stock exchanges. This is coming from Vip Baumia to mining companies. Invest um, list on local stock exchanges. I'm sure he's talking about. Uh, he's got. He's talking to the mining companies in Ghana and in Africa. Build up your gold, other reserves to withstand economic shocks. Vice President Baumia to African Central Banks. Vice President Baumia to African Central Banks and says digital leadership in the 21st century is a must. Digital leadership is the 21st century is a must. Still from the Vice President and almost all the stories there um, is about the Vice President, um, His Excellency Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. Uh, we don't have any story attributed to the President of the Republic. And so um, you can go on to the presidency.com to read the stories there in fact that is the official website of the government of the republic of ghana so in a bit we will have the madiba segment in about two minutes and then we go on to the phone lines to speak to speak to our guests who is already listening in and very ready to join into the conversation this is Mema in ghana here on plus radio kumase Mama bought me for this funny country. Sometimes I look around like, hold up, Charlie, what did happen? 
Make a truck my own, I know say only God fi judge me I know we all be family, but Charlie shit not be funny Ready the payroll or full up, wahala for salary You the hustle for labari, minister the pop bakari Range Rover Maserati, two girls polygami Now more bad money and hammy, government say saw me a hammy If and DM the other day say he won't talk me something Say make I keep him on the low, so I no go job in handle Either in small brother stay where he get job but sadly Nothing give him, he pay the rent with all the money by me If you feel Send me something small for food, love me, oh why me? Make I go see how much I then gonna Allah wallahi It's kinda funny cause I love my Ghana But my body sometimes I they feel like too much wahala day for this country This country Together we for stand up for this country Like Kwame Nkrumah them fight for independence for this country This country So much gold and resources for this country So why more the West and the Chinese they profit for this country This country When our own people where they rob this country Make visa free You go see people where go come out this country You graduate Plus your certificates from poly daddy One year pass, still unemployed like when they your mommy See the kiddies start to use them my mind because they won't get money They know say if them slack economy go chop them doggy You get your education but you still they run your body Quite Obaye Kempinski, Aloshito Kekomi Sometimes I wish say I fit take the boys or walk embassy Belay them my eye to all the beauty where this world they carry Bring them back to Ghana to the place we all they love And probably your eye clay finally to the way where you depop this country All from the area boy Squashating, Twitter follower shading The one you used to call your brother hating Officer for the Togo border paying The mobile network breaking against the dollar CD depreciating University student demonstrating Tempest escalating Government politician delegating Ayawa so voter intimidating Ballot box misplacing Plus Radio, Plus Radio. Okay, so we are back again with the Madiba segment. This time around, we use the signature tune, Susu Bibri Pebi Fabua Ghana. Sagana Beye Yu, Enye Yu, Ifriminoa. One thing we have to understand as Ghanaians is that the politician is always thinking about himself, his immediate family first before he thinks about the ordinary Ghanaian. And so we should bear in mind that they don't have anything better for us. Even if they do, they'll try to sacrifice a whole lot of things from us, things such as your resources, and these resources include your time and everything before they can give you the small, the very small thing that you would need. And at the end of it all, you will do honorable, honorable, MP, MP, MC, MC, president, president. They don't really think about us. Now we attribute everything the ordinary Ghanaian is going through to hardships uh, sorry the hardships every uh, the ordinary Ghanaian is going through to the russia ukraine war the covid that came to this world that happened that i don't know the pandemic something that um, affected the whole world countries and economies are recovering governments and management teams countries who have their management teams are doing everything economic management teams are doing everything to put their countries back on track but oh what are we seeing in this country i don't know it's been the same story fuel prices are rising now inflation it's like everything is not going on in this country we don't know or i don't know what the politician thinks about us as the ordinary Ghanaians. I'm sure they do not feel what the ordinary Ghanaian is feeling because they have their police escort, they have their fuel allowances, they have their um, whatever allowances that is due them. They don't cry for it. And just recently, I think this week, parliament is saying that they are running parliament in debt or in excess or something. You don't even get the narrative. They are always thinking about themselves. The politician will always think about themselves. So it is about time the ordinary Ghanaian realizes or realized that we have to think about ourselves. But how are we going to do it? That is the question too. Now it's as if we don't think about human 
being human first or being human first we always think about ourselves and so if those of us who are ordinary are always thinking about ourselves and thinking about how um, the person will do something or bukata or everything to 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 cheat his brother or sister now my attention to truck truck drivers and and bus conductors and whoever they call themselves there are some genuine ones there are some who work and who are very passionate about the work they are doing who think about their 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 passengers or their customers i should say but there are some who are damn devils who are they behave as thin gods they have their own increase rate if the gprt says you are to increase it by this percentage they also have ways and means to maneuver and then get theirs done instead of 10 pesos they can even put 20 pesos 40 pesos 50 pesos on it and we do this and one funny thing is that they don't even like to give you the change and if you are not smart enough they take your money this is what we are sowing this is what is happening as Ghanaians. this is what is really going on as Ghanaians. we have to we need to be human first and we need to be passionate we need to have the love the compassion for our brother and sister i always say that love and compassion is a necessity not a luxury without that humanity cannot survive if we do not take care as a country it will get to a time that it will be difficult for families to recognize that okay so you are a member of this family or friends to recognize that Theresa was once a friend or once a good friend so we need to be very careful about how things are going system is not working with no disrespect to everyone or anyone but i think Jenny jonas is on the right path except his insults thank you very much this is me Ingana here on plus radio kumasi Plush radio, plush radio. Okay, so quickly we will go onto the front lines to speak to Hamza Mohammed Sharif, who is a social activist, a social commentator, um, a passionate Ghanaian. Uh, I don't know all the attributes and everything. So very soon, very very soon, we will do that. And today we are discussing, or we having the discussions on the Achimota Forest Saga. And then perennial flooding in Accra or Ghana, and then the security alert or the security issues. Where people are saying that um, terrorism, 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 terrorists are in town. That is what we are saying. We don't know how it is, but um, we are grateful to the Almighty God. So, in a bit, we will go onto the phone lines to speak to Mr. Hamza Mohammed Sharif. Send me, 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 send me,
Yes, sir. Good, good, e- good evening. You're welcome to Plus Radio Kumase. Thank you very much, Madiba, and good evening to all our listeners as well. Yeah, thank you very much once again. It's it's been quite some time. Yeah, it's been Charlie. How's the hustle like? <laughs> <laughs> That's the news. The new normal, I should say. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, we're having some passionate things to talk about this evening. Uh, the Achimota Forest Saga, that one I'm um, okay. saying that I have my reservations on that. And then mm-hmm. the perennial flooding in Accra, and then okay. Organa as we end then um, rainy season. I think we've been talking about this um, issue for quite a long time. And then the security alert is the National Security Ministry on guard. And then so these are the topics we're looking at. So we look at the security issue first as to whether or not the national security uh, ministry together with the ministry of defense ministry of interior are on guard and what have you so you opening remarks sir okay um thank you very much madiba and um we we are here once again to talk about ghana and as you know for me any discussion that has to do with ghana is always very dear to my heart and i think we should never ever get tired of talking about Ghana and um, sharing ideas of how we would want uh, our nation to be. With regards to the security issue, I think it's something that each and every one of us should should be very particular about and pay serious attention to. Because in the sub-region of Lake, there have been a lot of um, terrorist attacks that are of a major concern to us. I think um, the recent one uh, happened somewhere in Togo. And you could tell our proximity from Togo. It's just um, a distance away. And even in some parts of the Volta region, uh, you have people crossing in and out every day, you know, through these two countries. So it's not something that we should take very lightly. For the security agencies, I would always commend them because for security issues, there are a lot of things that um, we may not know and a lot of things that they may not um, bring to the public attention. There's always a lot of work that they do underground to ensure that um, the country is protected. So we need to always keep on commending them with regards to that. One thing that is also of major concern to me is uh, with regards to information. I wish now that we kind of have regular information from the various ministries and the departments of the security architecture of our country to keep each and everyone updated as to what to do, uh, how to go. I love the campaign that they have launched, but I think that they can go a little step further in order to assure all of us um, and ensure that our security is, is very well protected. Yeah, that, that would be my opinion much in regards to that, Melinda. Okay, so thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, uh, this is Mimai Ghana here on Plus Radio Kumasi, your ultimate radio experience. We're having a discussion with Mr. Hamza Mohammed Sharif, and uh, he was talking about or he gave his opening remarks on the security issues here in Ghana. So don't go away. This is Mimai Ghana on Plus Radio Kumasi. So we're talking about the security issues in Ghana and so, sir, as you were saying, 
my first question is that it is good that the national security ministry has launched this campaign say up or speak up something something um if they are doing this and then they just say that uh, they just come up with a campaign that if you see something say it or uh, if you see this say it um i would like to ask which people are we going to say this to and then how sure are we that our security is protect is, is assured uh, I'm, I'm sure you get what i want to mean yes yeah. mm -hmm. so um like i was saying there are a lot of things that our security people do um underground that may not be out there in the public domain but one thing that all of us can agree to is that government security um irrespective of the various challenges that we all know about and we keep complaining about because damage we suspecting better have been commended you know throughout the world with regards to their professionalism and a whole lot of things so um if, if we are even to look at it in a broader perspective in the sense that with these terrorist activities happening within the sub-region and not happening in ghana it cannot just be you know left to chance or fate it should be seen in a way of the security architecture um, probably do one or two things to, in order to prevent these things from happening. That is where I would want to see this thing. I would want to believe, as a Ghanaian, that the security architecture is, is doing everything possible, you know, to kind of like prevent um, any unfortunate event from happening in our country. So I would want to have that belief in them. So like I'm saying, another thing is also that we have to work in hand the citizens and the security architecture. If not, uh, this fight cannot be won in any way. Yeah. So, with this campaign being launched, I think it's a step in the right direction. Okay. But um, we need more engagement, especially in the places that have been identified as hotspots. Okay. We need more engagement with the people, and also we have to bring it to, into the broader conversation about what really national security means. Because for somebody to um, kind of like aggregate towards some of these. Um, terrorist extremist groups and you know to engage in some of these things they have to be indoctrinated and it, it, it takes certain factors for these things to work dealing poverty is probably lack of education and all these things so they should look into all these things into, into a broader perspective with a government trying to you know go uh, a step further by reducing the poverty in, in some of these places and by identifying um you know some activities that may keep the young busy you know not you know send their minds to some of these things and also identifying maybe some conflicts within some of these communities and resolving them as, as soon as possible in order not to let these terrorists um exploit some of these things you know to be able to build a base in our country so that is the step forward that i would wish that our security um people you know take and i i, I would want to have the belief i would want to have the belief because i trust the professionalism of our security services if given the opportunity to act okay. you know if are handling and some big people somewhere that are trying to control it and it's left to them alone i would want to believe that they would you know try their best to keep us safe but like i said it shouldn't be left at the moment. It is to you and I, in every little way that we can, should be able to help them. And this time, it's marvelous and it's in the right direction, in my opinion. Okay. Well, thank you very much, sir. And to my next thing, do we have to leave this to the Ministry of National Security alone to fight this or to prevent this? Um, no, not uh, just the Ministry of National Security. You know, um, we would have to, it just have to do with all the various security architecture of um, the country. So the interior ministries should, um, you know, be very, you know, particular in this. Uh, the army, um, the national security operatives, you know, and, and everybody. Everybody should, you know, have some, you know, form of responsibility as far as this matter is concerned. And I would want to see the Ministry of Information, okay, also taking center stage as far as this campaign is concerned. I would want to see them only 
you know, educating the masses, telling them about the dangers of, um, you know, this terrorist activities and terrorist groups and, you know, educating them about um, the ways in which that these groups, um, you know, recruit people and all these things. So it's it, 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 a lot of ministries and departments coming together to be able to resolve this particular matter. Yeah. Not just that of the National Security Ministry. Yeah, um, I ask this because, you know, um, when uh, COVID came or when COVID, we heard the, that there is COVID living with us. There was an interministerial committee on health and then there were even subcommittees on COVID and what have you and they established um, COVID-19 task force where they had, we had the Minister of Health then... Um, Professor Frempon Boateng, the current Minister of Health, and a whole lot of health experts, doctors upon doc- doctors, were on this um, task force uh, or board, the COVID board or COVID task force, I should say. But uh, honestly, if I should ask, don't we think that there should be an interministerial committee on that also? Because, you know, COVID killed people. It killed a number of Ghanaians, hundreds of Ghanaians. But this thing, assuming without admitting that they are with us, or the terrorists are with us here in Ghana, it can kill, these people can kill thousands of people, hundreds of people in a day. That is if they are to strike. So don't you think the interministerial committee uh, can also come in or could be also considered Yeah, so, um, Madiba, you see, all of these things, in my view, <laughs> I always say they are um, maybe probably excuses or uh, sometimes not gotten right because of, um, you know, some of the various structures that are put in place. Sometimes it has to be a goal and achieving that goal and putting in place the measures towards achieving that particular goal. You see, uh, a whole lot of times, it does have to be with politicians interfering in a particular process. And these politicians probably do not have that needed training or probably are not very qualified to be giving certain directives. And yet, because of uh, maybe the structure of a country that we run, they find themselves in some of these very specific positions. They end up making the wrong uh, decisions. So I would say, looking at how um, previous this particular issue is and judging from what witness within the sub of the activities of these terrorists, I would want to hope men see this as a matter of serious concern and that those that would be able, you know, to ensure our safety by giving that authority to take decisions that are being shown back exactly owned by the security. Hello. Yeah, so Mr. Hamza Mohammed Sharif is making a point. Um, he's talking about as to whether or not um, the interministerial committee um, is also needed to tackle or to curb this issue. So it's it's quite unfortunate. It's quite unfortunate. But Mr. Hamza will be back again on the line. This is Mema Ghana on Plus Radio Kumasi.
Plus radio. Plus radio. Plus radio. Plus radio. Plus reading, plus reading. Plus reading, plus reading. Okay, so we are talking about um, the um, national security issues as to whether or not it is it is good, it's okay that we set up an interministerial committee to tackle this issue. And Mr. Hamza Mohammed Sharif was saying that um, some people may not be technocrats or may not know what security issues are but because of the structure of the system in the country within which we find ourselves they are forced to be there and they end up taking certain decisions for us and so say you're back again on mama in ghana hello hello Yeah, so we're still trying to reach Mr. Hamza Mohammed Sharif on the line. We're still right, um, trying to reach Mr. Hamza Mohammed Sharif on the line. Hello, sir. Yeah, Madiba. Can yes. you hear me now? Yes, I can. Oh, sorry for my network issues. Don't worry. Yes. So, um, You're making like a point. I, saying, I, would, I would seriously wish to see the professional security men of our country being the forerunners of this particular operation and um, able to to keep us safe of the um these We're still trying to um, get in touch with Mr. Hamza Mohammed Sharif. Um, it's like um, the network system is not helping as there's a smemain gun on Plus Radio Kumase. Okay, so Mr. Hamza is on the line. Say so you're making a point. Yes, please. Uh-huh. So um, I, I didn't know where you had me to, no. but I was saying that I would. Uh, people of our country are uh, given the opportunity to make this particular campaign. Okay. They shouldn't have any interference. Should be given all the resources they need and collaboration that they need to ensure that the country and its citizens are protected from these terrorists and their activities. I believe it's done to a very large extent we will be able to keep ourselves safe 
from from the very disastrous activities of these terrorist groups okay. and their collaborators. Okay. Yeah. Now, so um, to the next um issue, I remember I watched a video or a pic, yeah, a video or a picture of um a craft flooded in 1967, and um, <laughs> I think 55 years on. Is it 50, yeah, 55 years on, we still have the same thing in Accra. And somebody was asking what at all was the reason f- behind Accra being the capital of this country. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. in fact, you see these videos and it rains for two hours, one and a half hours, continuous two hours in Accra. is hey, people are struggling for their lives and a whole lot. What is the reason? What is behind all these? <laughs> you know, with issues like this, my answer is very simple. It's lack of leadership, lack of foresight, and lack of vision. There's, there's nothing more to it, you know. Any other thing, uh, just like um, symptoms of that particular disease. The main disease, you know, that we need to take care of is bad leadership. You know, leadership without a direction, and leadership with, you know, no Incidentally, today is exactly seven years. Yeah. Uh, with all the resources that were, you know, channeled um, with regards to that particular issue, if we are still having some of these things happening, then it means we failed as a nation. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, sometimes I, I, I don't know how to describe us because I, I don't know what to call people that do not learn from their mistakes. You know, because we know that when it rains, lives are going to be lost properties are going to be destroyed and stuff like that yes still we sit down and wait until it rains then we do um big press conferences we go to people that have lost relatives and all that so how long do we need to keep on going through this over and over and over again you know i'm a young man but i can tell you within the last maybe 10 years the number of people i've had i've met um the last time ibrahim mama draining the odona and the kind of political tension and stuff that came as a result of that his interview these can still be found online the president last year what he said with regards to the flooding and the president this year you know what he's saying with regards to the flooding and it's not going to change you know until we do away with that bad leadership until we begin to demand from our leaders what really our leaders are supposed to do we would keep on using young men and women unnecessarily to flood because for reasons they would always come you understand it's now left on to us to do what it is that we can do in order to prevent our people from dying as a result of a, a natural thing that is going to happen anyway so it's like a snake into your house. You know if this snake comes into my house, it will be dangerous. And you are there. You are not doing anything to prevent the snake from coming in. How do you cry when the snake comes in and bites you or someone that also stays in that particular house? And clearly this is the situation that we have in this country. Where would I want to see? I would want to see leaders be to about it. Plus I would want to see that in the dry season, people are held responsible or punished because they dropped um, refuse into the um, the grids or something like that. I would want to see new road constructions that are awarded with covered grids. That is what I would want to see. I would want to see the silting. I would want to see houses that are built on waterways being broken down to allow the water to uh, you know take its natural course because water would always find a way anyway. You understand? So it's the matter of you getting it away or it will find its own way. And the way it finds its own way is coming to our houses. You know, and it's, it's, it's just disheartening, it's sad that we are saddled with this kind of leadership for all these years and 
there's no immediate respite in you know your uh, immediate future or something like that. We are tired, you know, and it's about time people begin to take responsibility. Which people are you talking about? Ourselves, individuals as Ghanaians, or which people? Leaders, those who have been voted into power, appointed into positions. So, yeah, Madiba, so look, we've, we've always had this kind of um, debate where it has to do with the people and leadership. But I'm always of the view that, look, human beings are not computers. We are not all connected by Bluetooth, where you can say that, oh, by a click of a button, um, the attitude of people are going to change. You know, attitudinal change is a process, and it doesn't just okay. It has to come with some concrete um, kind of learning and education being put into it. The late vice president, may he so rest in peace, Elijah Lee Mama, when he was vice president, he started this campaign about do the writing, where a, a, a madman, I believe um, those of us young enough to meet his, him and, and they, old enough to have been there when he was vice president, can relate to these campaigns where a white man was killing a man and asking him, is that where you are supposed to relate and stuff like that. You know, so these things, if you keep on doing these things, it imbibes in the minds of the people and enable them to think in a certain way. But when when somebody doesn't understand even the cause of his actions, knowing that by dropping these things into the gutter is going to lead to flood and all these things. How then do you blame that person when these things happen? And it has to do with that vision. It has to do with a, a, a leader, a president, or maybe a government saying that, look, we need to put a stop to this. Be it education, the radio education, going to the communities, engaging with people, be it bringing um, this Zoom lion um, beans and whatever, and their food, be it they getting trucks to these communities to empty these things and all this. So, it's a holistic approach to the process, you know, but due to that kind of laziness, you know, and that kind of lack of vision from our leaders, what they do is rather put the blame on the citizens. But if you don't have a place to put your rubbish in, any place of us that are living in um, probably relatively well-organized communities and what have you, you have to pay close to 50 or more to get your, your rubbish being emptied every day and stuff like that. There are a lot of people that cannot even for a three-square meal. How do you expect this kind of a person to, you know, um, um, uh, all of a sudden begin to, you know, believe in possibility of paying to get his rubbish being emptied and all these things. So, government has to sit down and, and come up with a concern and identify them and come up with a plan of addressing this issue once and for all. It's not an issue that cannot be addressed. You understand? But due to that lack of will, and I was disappointed when I heard the president um, talk about he not spending taxpayers' money in dreaming and doing this and doing that. What was the president and the government doing all through the dry season till now? Is the question that we should be asking. You know, and, 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 and this lack of foresight and everything is killing young men. And it's that nobody cares because these politicians, these big men, they are living in Islam, they are living all the posh places that you can find throughout this country. And when there's flooding, these areas are not affected. It's the ordinary man on the street that either is losing property or is going to die as a result of a rainfall that we already know is going to happen anyway. You understand? I listened recently to the deputy um, coordinator of NABU and his response to this particular issue, his explanation as to what is happening in this and he's seeking to put the blame on the ordinary Ghanaian, really got to me. You know, nobody's saying that the ordinary Ghanaian doesn't have a part to play in this. But what is the government doing in order to ensure that the ordinary Ghanaian doesn't, you know, play a part in this and at the end of the day, things are done right and nobody is going to lose his life or his property as a result of a common rainfall. But, um... I, I should also, if I should also ask, um, somebody will say that, well, the politician knows that when it rains, he will not be affected. The ordinary Ghanaian would be affected. Why is it that the ordinary Ghanaian doesn't check up on the things or doesn't check the thing, the thing he does or the things he does? Uh, because you know that when it rains, you are going to be affected. 
What about that also? Yes. So, like, like what I was saying, everybody has a role to play. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Everybody has a role to play, but it's not for nothing that people sit and decide that we need guidance and decide that we need leadership. Not everyone can give an order to the Ghana Police Service or the army. Yeah. To come from everything. And then all of us would sit down and say, Look, you are the leader. We follow our resources for us and punish those that fall. Okay. And regulations and all that. Appoint everybody that you want to appoint, that you think is going to make this country a better place. Okay. That is why we need that leadership. You know, one thing we do forget is that it's not everybody that has the level of education. To even realize or you know reason about certain things the way we want things to be done. Okay. Unlike probably in the developed countries where that education is there, where that development is there, is you know it starts with you from birth, and by the time you become an adult, you are, you are programmed to reason in a certain way. Our development has still not gotten to that particular point, and even in these countries, they some kind of leadership in terms of policies, you know. So if right now, uh, maybe like finding these rubbish might be something a problem because they are undegradable, what can the government do? Can the government put a ban on rubber importation? Can the government do that? These plastic bags, can the government put a ban on their importation into the country? Can we use materials that when they find themselves into this, they can you know, kind of decompose and add to the soil and stuff like that. Can we do that? These leaves that they sell ratchet with and all that, can we begin to use paper packaging? All this is a government policy. A government policy can decide to change this, you know, in a right way. If you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So by then, with a little education and, and, you know, that community involvement, including everybody in the solution that we are bringing or that we are proposing, it, it is going one way to solve the, 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 the situation. But it's a moving one approach to know that this is happening. I haven't in the dry season had any campaign with regards to proper um, disposal of rubbish or anything. I haven't heard anything like that. You understand? Probably... Like I said, the, the poor man, or I don't, I don't like using that word, but the not so privileged person out there would not also be privileged due to some of these um, knowledge or something like that. The unavailability of um, you know these refuse dealings and all these things is also a factor. Sometimes I would go out and maybe you buy water, and I have to keep it in my pocket or and get home to properly dispose of. Sure. But if at that point. Uh, maybe there was a, a beam or something. I couldn't dispose of there. You know, somebody may not have that education as I do. Or somebody may not have that patience that I do. I would just decide that let me drop it somewhere anyway. You understand? So, all of these are things that the government needs to brainstorm about it and come up, and come up with that. In the vision, or the mission is that next year we are not going to have flooding situation. Or we are going to minimize the flood impact on our lives to the barest minimum. They right. should implement it. And let's fight and, and go along with it and see what really that is going to happen. Number two, we have um, district assemblies that give us um, all these leases and what have you for people to build on water needs and all. What about who they build on these water needs? Um, these buildings on the waterways and all these things. And a man, man cannot do that. You know, it has to come with some political power. And you know, and, and some leadership power, and that is what we hardly do see, you know. And because of blame sharing, and by uh, blame sharing, we hardly know who to hold responsible. Because, Madiba, there's one thing if we blame everybody, then who does it? With respect to the person having KPIs, with respect to the person that certain things do not happen, and in making those positions that those people are occupying costly. Like, if there's a flooding situation and people lose their lives as a result of uh, maybe government delay of this thing, you as a Madlo coordinator or something, you're going to lose your job. People would, would stand up, you know, people would stand up and begin to do what exactly they are expected to do. But we don't have that in this country. So everybody does what they want when they find themselves in positions, enjoy the positions, and refuse to do the work. 
Wow. All right. So um, we are speaking to Mr. Hamza Mohammed Sharif, a social activist, activist and a social commentator. Um, so we have um, messages here. This is from Solo. It says that, well, this issue of perennial flooding in Accra is, is, is something that we all have to take a second look at. Uh, what are the authorities doing? Solo, thank you very much. And this is coming from Ambrose. Ambrose is saying that this is a, a, is a serious issue that we have to take a second look at. Ambrose, thank you very much. Jackito, thank you for listening. And um, Mr. Hamza, your final words, finally final words, and then um, we bow out of here. The producer is on my neck. Yeah, so, Mariba, uh, thank you very much once again um, giving me this opportunity to also voice my views with regards to Ghana. Like I always say to every young man out there, look, Ghana is the country that you have. No matter where you find yourself tomorrow, uh, you will still come home. There's, there's no place like home. You know? And this is a country that our kids would also call home one day. So, it, it's our responsibility. And we can't do anything about it to ensure Class that radio. this country is better for all of us. Um, anyhow, any little way that we can contribute towards that better Ghana that we all hope for, we should be able to do that. And it's, it's about time we also make leadership very, very costly to let people that really have a vision and that really have good thoughts and ideas for the country to occupy positions that... Um, are, are, are important in this country, be it political power or whatever position that we have. We are just tired of the mismanagement and a whole lot of things. And it depends on all of us to do that because at the end of the day, this is our country and we have nowhere to go and we together can make it what we want it to be. Thank you very much for the opportunity once again. Thank you to just gone by is Mr. Hamza Mohammed Sharif, a social activist and a social commentator. So, Mr. Hamza, thank you very much for your time once again with us here on Plus Radio Kumasi. Thank you, Madiba. All right. Have a good evening. very much for joining us by ear voice and text um this evening today june 3 2022 and so today is exactly seven years um that we had the famous and the unexpected um, June 3 disaster at the Kwame Nkrumah Circle where the flood and fire um, had their own meeting to take away sons or innocent souls of Ghana. May their souls and the souls of the faithful departed find eternal rest. So time for us to bow out of here. It's been a good evening Coming up shortly is Story Night with Respa. And so we spoke to Mr. or we had a discussion with Hamza Mohammed Sharif, a social activist. We kept your messages coming in, but we couldn't read all. Many thanks to listening, many thanks to you all for listening to us from near and afar. And to a loyal listener, Solomon Ofori, thank you very much. And all our loyal listeners out there, thank you very much. 
My name is Emmanuel Kwaku from Pomanso, Madiba. And I was here with Mr. Sigambra. And then ably supported by Mr. Benjamin Sapong. Time for us to bow out. Love and compassion are necessities, not luxuries. Without that, humanity cannot survive. Humanity must survive. We come your way again on June 10, 2022, next week, Friday. And so tomorrow, Plus Power Sports will come your way in the evening after Showbiz Plus. Until we come your way again. May the Almighty God be with us all. And so when you stop to say a prayer, say one for us too. For we live in a crazy world out there. God bless. Good evening. Why you know? Be a city, you know. Maddie, get a good, you know.